Welcome everyone to our first recording of Wine and Wisdom. Uh, my name is Thomas Le Huang and I'm here with Cameron Wilson. G'day mate. How you doing man? Good brother, you? Excellent man, I was Good looking to forward back. to this, I was looking forward to this. I thought, what, what a boring way of talking about wisdom, just sitting <laughs> around, uh, nothing else. But what a great way to have it with wine. Let's get on the drink. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, we don't. We don't get on the drink. I, I think that uh, <laughs> the, the reason we use wine, which has been used by all of our ancestors, uh, the Romans, the Egyptian, the Greeks. I mean, they all done it. So it, that is mainly because there is that line in Latin that says "in vino veritas," meaning through wine the truth emerges. So. Yes. We don't want to be the uh, fake uh, messengers of fake wisdom or fake news. <laughs> we want to be the true we angels the of wisdom. And so we believe that only through a little bit of vino <laughs> that we are going to get the best out of our, our, our wisdom, right? So the, the, uh, for, for our audience to understand is the name of the game is simple. When we we got to invite people to talk about work, their personal life, the, their achievement, how they see uh, life uh, evolve for themselves and, and, and their family and or whatever the topic. I don't think that we have a problem. The only thing that we're going to have in terms of rule is that everyone has to bring a bottle of wine. And right now, we are going to uh, limit it to a $50 bottle uh, maximum. Unless it's Darren Butcher. And <laughs> less is better, all right? <laughs> so we are not competitive. I, uh, I always, I, I know my wife, Cameron doesn't. So, <laughs> so what we do is we're going to have wine uh, and compare and, and then have a bit of a chat and, and exchange ideas. That's all we want to do. We don't want to impress anyone. I don't think that we have to impress anyone because there's a lot of wisdom out there and people know a lot of things and we only want to maybe give some of you a click to say, hold on, there's living, there's people who get lost in, in between paying the bills and trying to make a living on a daily basis. But there's way more if you're willing to go beyond that. There's so much more if you're willing to just have a look at the meaning behind some of the happening that you get in your own life. I agree. Right? So today, the first wine we opened was yours. Here's yeah. one we prepared earlier. An Audrey Wilkinson 2017 Chardonnay from our favourite wine region, the Hunter Valley. I like that wine, uh, yep. Um, anyone who knows anything about wine, and even those who don't, they will tell you that 2014 and 2017 are apparently the best years for Chardonnay on the planet in the last decade. So it would be silly to not choose a wine from one of those years. And Audrey, Audrey Wilkinson is a house in the Hunter Valley that uh, perched on top of a hill, I believe, Thomas. That yeah, Wonderful absolutely. views of the valley. Absolutely, great, 360 degrees. Great uh, photo opportunity. I'll be visiting there in three or four days time with my beautiful bride and looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, man, this is exciting, you know. We, we, you wanted to do a podcast. I said we should do it with alcohol because that's yeah, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> I, I would never do a session without alcohol. <laughs> now, the, the, my bottle of wine is from Scarborough, and it is called the Obsessive Chardonnay. Mate, you're going to be there in three days. I, I beg of you, you have to take the time and go there. Scarborough has. Yeah, Scarborough, I, I've been to the Hunter Valley many times, right? You know that almost every year I run a seminar up there yes. anyway. 
the, the thing about Scarborough, when I uh, discovered them, it's nothing like the other houses. They, they really sit you down. It's very nice. It's very polite. It's very charming. It's, it, uh, but they, they want to take you through the story of why. They're not just interested in pouring you a glass over a counter and they may here you go or even charge you five bucks for, for, for a bit of wine. They just want to give you the experience. And I, I think that that's the, the thing about wine. It's that you have to be able to travel. Yeah. And, and, and the obsessive range is the top of their range. It, that is the cream. Okay. And the last time I went there, they actually brought out this 2017 uh, Chardonnay. But they did what they call a horizontal, I, I think it's a name, the, the longitudinal uh, com comparison. Mm -hmm. where they gave me the 2016, 2014, and, and that gave me the opportunity to see how the same grape in a bottle just change Over within, a, yeah, yeah, you know? And I think that that's what it is about wisdom, isn't it? Wisdom changes. Yes. The amount of shit I know, and I, <laughs> back when I was 21, and I thought, <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought I knew a lot, Man, that is nothing, nothing to next to what I think I know now. You think you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very careful with my words. <laughs> and I, and I, reckon, I reckon on my deathbed, it's going to be nothing next to what I know. And that's what I'm probably going to be saying to myself. What a waste. Yeah. What yeah. a waste that I know that much. And I used it that little in my life. And that's going to be a very sad thing. I, I hope, though, that I'll die with a nice bottle. I think, is there a study on that or Steve Jobs has a line about the people who go to their deathbed, the biggest regret is they didn't use the, the information they learned or there's something along those lines. Shit, like mate, they're doing do some yeah, good work on you, man. Here's one I prepared <laughs> earlier. Hey? Yeah. But, but let me ask you, let me ask you this, because the audience is going to ask, you know, what, what do you mean wisdom and, 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 and why? So don't you think that wisdom is overrated these days? It depends what... What you attach to the word wisdom, it's a very broad term and it can sound ultra-philosophical, which we're, we're trying not to be, but we may well end up there. A few too many wines usually takes you in that place. Or it could be something you heard your mate say down the pub last week that made a lot of sense or hit home for you, you know. Um, there's a point in people's lives, and I think we all get there, where they're, they're sick of the status quo, they're, they're over mediocrity, they work out that there's more to life and not all the time are we surrounded by the people who can help us get there. So what what we need to do is is surround ourselves with those people. The, the word TL uses a lot is association. We need to associate with people who can uh, take us to a different level in life and sometimes, as hard as it may seem, you can't get that from your family and friends and you might not be able to get that from your wife or your girlfriend. and um, what we we're, we've got the opportunity here to create a place where we can we can be that association for people, and that's not to say we know what we're talking about. We've got no idea, but I, um, I, I agree about you, but not me. <laughs> I have no idea, but <laughs> what I've learned is, but by having a few a couple of quiet ones and sitting around some people who are on a different level to you and have been there and done it, or you know, give you that time to reflect that we can that is wisdom. If we pull the lessons from every conversation that we have or every experience that we have, good or bad, that is wisdom. Now, whether we choose to use that wisdom is a whole other topic for another day because there's a massive gap between knowing something and actually doing anything about it. But um, it should be fun, mate. We can, we can 
have a few drinks, we can shoot the breeze, and if someone gets value from that, you know. I'm a guy who doesn't have a large circle of friends. I've got a very close circle of friends, very small circle of friends, and at times I've, I've lacked the association that I've needed to go further, and you can get it from books and you can get it from TV shows, or you can take a deep breath and call someone who, which might make a lot of people uncomfortable, but if they can whack their headphones in their ears and listen to us, um, carry on for a little while and we might be able to provide that value for them. Yeah, and, and, I, and who knows, they might just have way more wisdom than us and then come and join us come and then join help us. others. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. you know. Awesome. The only thing we ask of them is that they have to turn up they with have a bottle. They have to bring more yeah. so I can sit in the corner. I want yeah. to speak. And, and because we are the first in the club, we okay with <laughs> stopping at 50, <laughs> but they might have to pay more. And it depends on inflation. Yeah, we'll have to uh, check the income before we go. But let's go back to the wine. Uh, do you know how, quite often, I mean, is, is wisdom related to age like wine is related to age? Well, I made a comment yesterday when, when we tried this for the first time. Yeah, I know, and, and, and we <laughs> stuffed up because well, of your corrupted <laughs> card. So this is Wine and Wisdom 1.5. Um, <laughs> one of the first things I had on my list was how you know, similar wine was to wisdom, but you, you pulled me up on a point which is good. I said wine gets better with age and so... Sh so does wisdom. Let's change it to so should wisdom. But uh, like a wine, we can't be too picky on the amount we spend or where we get it from because some of the best wines you've ever had in your life will be a $6 clean skin from Dan Murphy's. And some of the best wisdom you'll get will be from a three-year-old child who can oh, barely speak English. Oh, love that one, love that one. No, you you know, stole my line, you bastard. You steal your line. line. You clearly stole my line. <laughs> I've got it <laughs> written in my phone that is now turned off. Um, but wisdom is not related to age. There are people who are probably in their 90s and got no wisdom, yeah. right? Just like their wines, when they pass a certain level, they just go more vinegar than wine. Yeah. That's, that's how it works, right? We've all met 20-year-old. I mean, I think the saying we use is wise beyond their years. We've all met 20-year-old people who um, are yeah, probably in a 20-year-old's body but have a 50-year-old's mind. And we've also met 20-year-olds who have... A, 12-year-old mindset, you know, so mm. age is no factor. I think um, experience is a factor. Yeah. It's oh, well, that's a good one. Now, what about the, um, the uh, fact that is wisdom something you catch? Is, is wisdom something that you reach at a certain age and bang, it hits you? I mean, I understand for some people who may be young, but um, is there is there an age where it, wisdom starts uh, to uh, flow into? It's a bit like you know when you go to those Wonderland or whatever it is, um, mm. one of those theme parks. You have to be 120 centimeters before you're allowed in. That's different for everybody. I, I think you and I have a slight differing, not of opinion, but just of perspective on this. I think wisdom is something you can catch. I, I know you don't, but I think because we all get to an age or hopefully all get to an age where at some point we wake up one morning and go, oh shit, um, that, for that to have happened, we had to have been catching wisdom along the way. And wherever your head stores it, wherever your brain stores it along the way, it's there to be caught. Now, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in the universe and things will happen when they're meant to happen and things will happen for a reason. A lot of people aren't ready to be aware of the wisdom that they've caught until they're ready. And so, so you think they've caught it before, but they're not ready to interpret it, is what you say? 100%, that's what I think. You can't, you, you're, I mean, 
I'm not a scientist, so I don't know how many thoughts a minute your brain processes, but you can't ignore experiences and lessons that you learn in life. You, your brain, whether you choose to consciously or not acknowledge what's just happened, some part of you buries that deep down inside and it will come up when it needs to come up. And, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who manage to suppress that urge for their whole life and that's the people you talk about on their deathbed who have got no wisdom. They've got it in there. They just chose to do nothing with it or even acknowledge that it was there is my thought on it. Yeah, that's um, a nice one. So it's a nice way of saying that Vina has got wine in there. But <laughs> the wine didn't realise it was a wine until it was too late. And then it turned to vinegar. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. I like I, it. And, and this is what I, I think my definition of wisdom is probably out of three elements, and I call it the cash, cash element. So the first one is that it, it's about knowledge. You have to have knowledge. Yes. So whether it's from reading, from listening to others, from having your parents telling you or how certain things happen. But then number two is experience. That's because sometimes there are things that you can learn from reading or listening to others and there's things that you have to just go through yourself in order to really ex realize that that is the reality that you now understand. Yes. But then I think there is that bonding element it's a, and that bonding element to me is judgment. Judgment is what is necessary to combine all experience and knowledge in order to draw a lesson. Then when you draw that lesson and you manage to now use it as a cement or as a, a plus in other aspects of your life, now mm. that is wisdom. It becomes wisdom. It's yeah. almost yeah. like you're looking at something from the outside even though you're right in it. Yeah. You can be uh, wide-eyed when looking at a situation. Shit, the wine's already working on you then. <laughs> <laughs> We've had 17 bottles, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. It's nearly 9.30 in the morning. Come yeah, on. Yeah, well, but Let's listen. go, TL. Yeah, no, no. It's only yeah. 7 in the morning, man. We so. can define wisdom. We can talk about why we think it's necessary or if we think it's overrated. But why would people listen to us, TL? Or, or why would people do, listen to Do you tell me about you? you? you where, where, where are you coming from? Who is Cameron Wilson? I'm Cam, mate. You only call me Cameron yes. when I'm in I trouble. Know, I know someone <laughs> like that. I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to get on me about that. Uh, soon. Uh, Cameron Wilson, um, father of three, husband of one, um, business owner, slash real estate agent, who uh, lives or spent a lot of time of my adult years living on the barely break-even line, struggling to pay bills and, and um, dealing with all the demons that a lot of us deal with on a daily basis and, and to be honest, still deal with a lot of those demons. But, um, yeah, I don't believe in luck, but fortunate enough to fall into real estate where at a time where I couldn't pay the bills, couldn't, you know, I could feed the family, but only just. Um, all the, I guess, knowledge and experience that I'd picked up to, to fall back on some of your words, doing all the other things that I've done in life, sort of fell into one and, and combined to make a pretty um, successful real estate career pretty early on and has turned into opening a couple of offices, lucky enough to do it with Wiseberry. Um, and just, yeah. I'm a guy, as far as rough around the edges comes, is about as rough as you'll get. Um, I'm just trying to make a go of it and do the best I can. And I'm lucky enough now to have some people around me who can help me do that. And obviously, TL, you're one of them. 
Um, and I just hope, yeah, especially on the Central Coast, especially where I grew up, there's a lot of guys my age who, who probably haven't done as much as they wish they could have in life and um, uh, haven't really known where to turn to for that inspiration or that that path. I mean, if, unless sometimes unless someone lays out the steps for you, um, you don't know where to turn to next. And right. without, you know, I'm a, I'm a nobody. I'm just Cam. But um, you, you you stuffed up a lot in your life. Oh, fucked up a lot of things, man. Yeah, of, yeah. You know, when yeah, I, yeah. I know that your spelling well, started to change a little bit. You stuffed up a lot. Of I stuffed up a lot of things, <laughs> mate. Come on. One, I had to get the one swear word in. Now it's done. We're good. Yeah, man. I, we, I'll so nearly, so you really, your wisdom is, uh, comes out from a lot of stuffing up. Yeah. And I would have to say that you have stuffed up. We're just going to call it experience. You have stuffed up. Uh, you have stuffed <laughs> I'm just going to put that down to Way more than Thomas. me. You have stuffed up way <laughs> well, more than me. That's the first time you've ever and admitted that. Yeah, yeah, I think that you have. You have. But here is the thing for our audio audience to understand this. How old are you? 37. You're 37. I'm 52. All right? Now, I think... That the reason that wisdom has only knocked on my door after 52 years, it's because I did not go out there and make as many mistakes as you did. <laughs> no, did, I, I'm, I'm serious now. No, no, no put, put the wine aside, mate. Just don't don't freaking drink until I finish this line. But you think about this. If uh, wisdom comes from the ability to have judgment, between experiencing what you learn. Mm -hmm. If you don't experience enough, how the hell do you That's have... Exactly right. yeah, yeah, you get me? No, I agree so, with So I, I wasn't making fun of you, man. No. This, this is what I want our audience to understand. While you're young, go out there, stuff up, do things, get back up. To a certain level. Yes, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> stuff up you don't want to do. But <laughs> like yours, I wouldn't. <laughs> but do them because you're, all you're doing is you actually enriching your bank of experience. It's all part of your story, man. Yeah. And then after that, if you sit around with mentors who can really now help you with your judgment, now they actually give you that ingredients to make sense of your experience mm. and your knowledge. You get me? Yeah. And that gives you a mountain of uh, wisdom. And uh, that's the reason. I, I think for me, the uh, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm really not lying to you when I say your ability to have uh, wisdom outweighs mine. Because at 37, if you can have those moments, I mean, for the moment, like an infant, you have glimpses. <laughs> uh, I'm better when I'm asleep like an infant too. <laughs> Imagine what you're going to be when you're 52. That's what I meant. That's exciting, man. I think sometimes people look back on their past and they regret or they bemoan it or they blame it or they use it to justify their current place in the world. Man, I, you know, I've got some stories and some of them aren't fit for this podcast, but one thing I'll always tell people is I don't regret a minute of it. You know, there are times where I've sailed pretty close to the wind. You know, I've nearly been to jail, I've nearly, uh, and I've ended up in some pretty sticky situations, but... I mean, take it from a sales perspective, my ability now to walk into any house and deal with any situation, whether it's a divorce or death, whether it's financial issues, whether it's the good times as well, whether it's young parents, whether it's uh, blended families, because of the life I've had, I can have a conversation with anyone about any of that. Yeah. And 
you know, the biggest thing in our industry is being able to relate to people. People have to like you and trust you enough to want to give you twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars at the end of the day for selling their thing. And if you can't relate to them, you're no chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My best friend in life, God bless him, Pete. He told me when I was getting into real estate, I'd be broke in three months. I said, "Mate, I'm already broke. So, <laughs> got nothing to worry about." But in the first three months, you know, we 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 brought in almost. $50,000 in commission and he sent me a text message the other day two days ago I woke up to a text message from him mate so proud of you couldn't have been more wrong um, yeah and little did he know and he's one of the best salespeople on the planet selling cars but that life experience you know, people but maybe uh, maybe he's one of those that belongs to my group which is the, the group of people who we've been taught a lot so we've got a lot of knowledge, can read a lot, and but maybe are scared of going out there and taking the uh, action, gathering the experience. And I think that the experience outweighs the knowledge because, and then when it comes to about judgment, unless you have experience, you can't give your judgment a very concrete judgment. Yeah. It's, it's still, a theory. Yeah. It's still uh, it's something you know, you've book in a book. Stuff. Yeah, 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 100%. Right? And so the wisdom that you have is a living wisdom where maybe <laughs> mine is more plasticky. Yeah. We you can call it maybe. Don't yeah. be too humble, mate. Too humble is, is not good for anybody. So you got enough wisdom behind you. What? Give, give the people your elevator pitch, mate. Oh. I'm Thomas Lahuang. I've just met you in an elevator. You've got a minute. For them to know you by the time yeah, they well, get off the elevator. I, I, uh, I'm a Vietnamese-born dude who lived in Belgium until the age of 20, so I mainly speak French, and who came uh, out to Australia by himself with $400. Did you have hair then? I'd had a lot of hair then. Okay, we're good. Not, not, so, not enough stress then. 20 hair. <laughs> 52, no hair. And the, 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 the biggest thing, though, is I, I was a spoiled brat. And I walked away from Belgium to Australia and having to fend for myself now for the first time. And I think that was tough. I still remember leaning uh, against the wall of a property six months in, in, into my trip here, crying and sobbing my life out, thinking, what am I doing here? I don't even understand this language. And I was thinking to myself, maybe it's time to go. Maybe that's right. Maybe I'm a failure. Maybe um, I failed again. And so, I mean, this is a kid who's just walked away from the second year of medicine. And today, well, I, I run a uh, real estate franchise, Wisebury. We have 24 offices. And what I really get excited about is making our people happy. Uh, and I, I'm not just interested in bringing them money. I, I want to give them a life. Like this morning, I was up in uh, Gorakut visiting one of our uh, rental uh, team, and they, I don't think they realize it. They might have been excited seeing me there. They don't realize how excited I was to see part of the culture that seeped through the leadership down onto them. Yeah, you told me in the car over, man. That excites you, huh? Yeah, that, that, that to me is exciting, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and so that's about me, man. Yeah, awesome. So $400 to how many offices underneath you? Uh, 24. So a lot of hair to know here. Yeah, still no money. So there, might be, there might be some experience in there that people can draw on? Uh, no, still, still no money. Uh, my wife's got all the bank accounts and um, bank accounts detailed. <laughs> I think it's really important. Like we, we didn't set this up to, to carry on like we know anything. 
or everything or anything. Um, you know, we're a couple of guys who have come a long way from where we were when we were younger people and we both enjoy wine and that's pretty much the premise of the, uh, the podcast. There, there really is nothing else to it. I think there's a lot of... Social media is a wonderful thing. Who invented that? Jesus Christ. A lot of people on there that are preaching to the, the masses about life who haven't lived any life. I know 27-year-old life coaches and that's their job. I mean, come on, man. What are we talking about here? Um, I know people who are on Instagram every day talking about sales and teaching people sales when they haven't sold a thing for 12 months, you know. Um, and people fall into that trap. They fall into the rah-rah trap. They fall into the... Uh, this is instant and this is now and and how good is this guy? So we all jump on the bandwagon. Oh, he said fuck, so he must be an absolute champion. He He's authentic, but behind the scenes nothing's going on. And I think when we use the word association and when we talk about being uh, the sum of the five people that we hang around the most or the average of the five people we hang around the most, we have to be very, very careful who we choose, you know. People choose accountants that have got no money in the bank and, and people choose personal trainers that weigh 150 kilos and people uh, choose financial planners who have got no investments themselves. You know, we, we need to be real careful about who we hang out with and if the only people you can find to hang out with are a couple of blokes who, who have come a long way from 20 to 52 and 20 to 57. We haven't got any... Oh, 57, 37. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't got anything nailed. But we're in front of where we were and I think we can, as much as we will knock ourselves and um, and, and self-deprecate our, our, our achievements, we've we've come further than a lot of people and if, if people are interested in, in hanging around that, then you can be a lot better off than some idiot who's yelling on Instagram about how good they are. Well, let me, let me tell you, uh, the num when I see the number of people, the amount of people who can't pay their bills if they're not re getting their pay next month, I, I guarantee you, mate, a lot of people have been mistaken. I mean, back in my younger days, Dynasty or Dallas, was the they were the shows. Right, I mean, even knowing that JR was going to be the baddie this week, I mean, we got excited. These days, with social media, everyone is is an actor. Everyone is can be famous, and mm. everyone is about right. How do I get that spice in order to to be famous? And I spoke to Darren Butcher many years ago, and I said he said to me, you know, Thomas, maybe we should go out there and 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 spread the word about what we do. And I, man, I felt like an imposter mm. because I thought. No, I mean, how, how can I go out there and tell people what to do when I'm still trying to fight in life, you know? And it's taken me all of these years really to realize, to me, life is not about having one field being success. Uh, as I said this morning to the rental department, we are uh, like a flower. And the flower doesn't just focus all its energy on one petal. It doesn't go out there and say, do you know what? I'm a successful per salesperson. Look at me, look at me. I've, do I've done so well in sales. And then when Sold you look... Sold can, baby. And, <laughs> well, and then when you look <laughs> at all the other petals, they're missing. They're, their wife's no longer talking to them. Their children are, are, are try trying their best to run away from them or, or get into mischief. Their, their parents don't even want to know them. That, to me, doesn't mean that you are successful. Uh, I mean, I touch wood, I've got a beautiful wife who 
<laughs> who has raised four amazing children. I, I laugh because if it wasn't for my wife, I think I'd have four idiots. But thanks to my wife, I, you know, I have four amazing kids. And yes, I have more than enough so that I don't have to worry about money. And, and I think that that's the aspect of wisdom I want to share with people. That is how you can lead a life that is either inspiring to your own children and maybe loved ones. And yes, you stuff up. You know, I, I, there's some stuff up that I'm not even proud to talk about. But that's part of life. And if you can really go through these things and then afterwards sit down and instead of showing the bank account, you should show what I call the life account. That's mm. what I call yeah. the... That's what I call the proof of wisdom. You know, my first leader said to me, Thomas, before someone sits down with you and tells you, all right, listen to me, I'm going to show you how to invest your money. Ask them for their bank account. Mm. If their bank account is larger than yours, yes, listen to them. Otherwise, maybe you should listen to you. Well, it's the same thing for me. When someone says to me, well, sit down with me, I'm going to show you wisdom. Look at their life account. Mm. How's their love life going? How's their children doing? How's their self doing? How's their relationship with their loved one doing? If not, close that life book. <laughs> and I think that that's the aspect of wisdom we want to give our people. Yeah, it's a 15 minutes of fame that we're not interested in. You, know. well, you can't, I mean, give me 15 minutes of fame, I'll take it. But We passed the 15 minutes, long time we're ago. We're not going to carry on. <laughs> we're famous, baby. What do you think of this wine? I'm, uh, I'm not 100% on it. I don't know, man. It's a bit young. A bit acidic again. It's two bottles of buttery wine. I would have thought I'd learn after yesterday. Uh, yesterday, there were some good bottles there yesterday, man. I, uh, but I think that today we're going to do amazing with this one too. Mm. That's some wisdom right there. I think when you're going to go up to Audrey Wilkinson in a few days, just tell them. You better take a picture. This is this is what I showed. Yeah. Right. Um, I lost against this Asian well, dude. I, I lost against this it. Asian yeah. dude. Asians. And <laughs> and um, you're going to have to do better. But you but you can't tell know. Scarborough, okay? Because that's my yeah, house for them, the moment. Yeah, you know Thomas. Yeah. I'll just go in and say, yeah. No, no, you, you can't. <laughs> why, why not? Why not? Oh, I thought about us stuffing up yesterday, man. Well, you stuffing up yesterday and failing on our first attempt at a podcast. And my very first listing uh, rescinded on me because I didn't waive the calling off period after just coming out of a course that said always waive the calling off period. And you came into Coastal two days later. I said, oh, I've got a listing. Oh, and they rescinded. And he just looked at me and nodded and went, then you are very lucky because you have experienced failure very early on in your career and now you'll be fine. Well, same as our podcasting career, mate, now. If our podcasting career goes anything like my first rescinded listing goes, we're going to be okay, brother. Yeah. We're going to be all right. <laughs> this is this is what people forget. You know, every time they have a problem, they think they, they think the problem is the end of the world. It's not. the The problem is probably a, a, the the seed of wisdom. How good is failure? Huh? How uh, good is failure? I don't like failure, man. I'm yeah, but as like a failure. lesson. Listen, I don't mind failure for you. <laughs> but as a lesson, and I will help you with the judgment, man. And then you'll give me the wisdom. Failure is a blessing. 
because until you know, and you just learned this. Where did you do? You just learned this with your twins. Hadn't lost a tennis game in how many months? Three months. Three months. Never lost. Never since lost they started. Yeah. So they didn't know what failure was. And then how'd they go in the grand final? They won. They won the grand Let's final. Let's preface that. They but, won. But they almost lost. They lost. Because their mind went down as soon one as they lost their first one game. game. Yeah. One game. Yeah. And, and failure is a blessing, man. Yeah, but you know what? Failure is not a blessing when you're riding it, man. When you're riding it? No, right when, when, when you're, you're riding the it. shit. Yeah, it's not a blessing. That's a wisdom. Uh, Tally up the stuff ups, mate. Tally them up. No, so, so what I think is when you fail, what you need is the word that you used earlier. You need that association. Yes. Because we all fail. This, this is the thing. I mean, now putting jokes aside. Failure, you better make it your friend because it's going to hang around. If you haven't failed, you haven't had a go. Yeah. So unless we really welcome failure, we're going to suffer. Mm. Or you're going to become like me. You're going to take less action. Fear because less action avoids failure. You get it? Yeah. But then if less action avoids failure, that, that makes it, a ve- you, you need to live about a thousand years before you reach success. Mm-hmm. Well, it's never going to be. No. And if you look at that formula of cash, you won't have enough experience, experience. in order for the judgment to really cement mm-hmm. your wisdom. Worse than that, though, are the people that never experience failure yet are still scared of it. Yeah. Because they won't. There are many people, and we come across them in our industry all the time, they will not prospect the next step or prospect or whatever that step is for fear of something going wrong that's never happened to them before in their life. There's fantasised events appearing real. Fear. Fear. And you can't... Uh, what, what did you say? Fear? What's your acronym about fear? Fantasised events appearing real. Oh. Something that's never happened to you before in your life ever. Yeah. Ever. You've never even seen it happen, yet you're scared of it. So what are we doing? Maybe within all of us, there is a bit of an Alfred Hitchcock. Where's the association? And that's why I said earlier that the tough thing for a lot of people when they go down the path of personal growth is that a lot of people who know what they're talking about will tell you that even the loved ones around you can be not good for your association. And a lot of the times they're the worst. There are a lot of husbands and wives who go home after failing and their husband or wife doing the right thing in air quotes says don't worry you tried your best and it's okay and and don't worry when really they should be walking into your office and saying you failed early well done this will be good for you in the future you know people don't have that association is it people not having the association or is it the way that society now has been shaped by the, oh. the, the, the way social media... Political correct. Political is, correctness, mate. What are we doing? Uh, maybe not even that. I, I was thinking about... You can't tell someone they've stuffed up anymore. In oh. the workplace. Oh, in, in the workplace, yeah. Otherwise you'll be sued. But in life, you can't get on... Like uh, YouTube at the moment is censoring many, many, many people who really? don't have the right political views like sorry youtube but shit maybe we're, we're in trouble wine and wisdom will not be appearing looks like the uh, last 40 minutes gone to waste <laughs> because of fear of of 
what might come, you know, and that, that's the same in anything, you know, uh, family members are, f are fearful of their relationship uh, turning sour, so they think they're doing the right thing by being all supportive and all encompassing, but, um, yeah, but if we change perspective on that, surely the best thing you can ever do for someone is tell them when they're wrong. But people you don't know. like it. This is what I was they trying don't. to say to you. The truth sells. The truth shall, shall set you free, but first it will no, piss man, you looks, off. Looks like your bottle has, has got you gone, It's man. got me gone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, why don't we start mine here? Go, let's let's try mine. Ooh. I think this obsessive is going to get you obsessed. Try this, man. If I've lost two days in a row, I'm going to be bitterly disappointed. We haven't lost a thing. We learned so much from yesterday. Cheers, mate. Uh, we we we've learned, we learned how to, we learned how to make sure <laughs> that the disc is formatted before we start the session. I'm gonna have to wait, wait till we wash Ooh. out the other one. No, I'm not giving you that yet. Oh man, this this one. Uh, cleanse the palate. This one is just crazy. I understand. There's a bit of vanity in you who does not no, want to recognize right. it, but which mate, which I have no problem. I'll put my hand up, but I'm not going there yet. <laughs> So let's go back to what I was saying. There's people who, do you know there's people in the morning when they wake up, they have to look at Facebook. And, and I was running a seminar just a few months ago in Fiji. Where I said to people, listen, if you've got anxiety and you've got vanity in you, what, what you need to be doing is to avoid, avoid uh, maybe social media because there's people who just are not interested in uh, posting things for friends to see. They are interested in making sure they get more likes today than they got yesterday. And, and you know, where the sickness become even worse now is they could be actually getting way more likes today than they got yesterday. Mm. But there's that one person, there's that one person that didn't say like, mm. and that will just stuff their that's day. That's the end of them. Yeah, that, that's not the entire day. That's not bad, huh? That's not bad. No, that's yeah, not third, bad, is it? Third sip. Whenever you go to the Hunter Valley, they say the third sip's the top. You're gonna have to make sure, man, Scarborough is a house you can't miss, mm. right? And if you go there and you tell them Asian, Asian Thomas was here <laughs> and he told me, <laughs> it's, you should be all right. The way you keep flogging me at this, like I, I've trained hard for this event, mate. I've, I've put in the yards, I've done the extras, yeah. but the way you keep flogging me in wine selection tells me that uh, you're a veteran. I'm, I'm like the 150-game NRL player who thinks he knows how to play the game, but then you've got the 300-game player. You're a 300-game player, my friend. That's ridiculous. Ah, come on, man. You, you, don't, on, you man. don't want to see my liver because the book of... <laughs> my, <laughs> my liver hates you. <laughs> man, I'm joining up to about 47 wine clubs over the next five days, so we'll be... Well, plenty to no, talk there's, there's some good wines. Actually, the, the, the next few uh, wine and wisdom we're going to do, there's going to be some wines, man, that I guarantee you, you have never, ever even seen the name. Yeah, probably not. You'll see. Cause, uh, in about, but it's uh, not on Liquorland special this month. In a few days, mate, I'm going to be in Queenstown. So Ooh, wait. Oh, we're going the Kiwi wait, wine. Wait for the house that I'm going to visit, mate. I miss Field here. I come. They know. They know. <laughs> They're waiting for me. What are you going to Queenstown for? Tell the people. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I've got a mate of mine. It's Costa. He's um, 
he's a racing driver. He raced radicals. And he's now has built a Hyundai, a factory Hyundai, right? That you take for, that you can actually buy for less than 30 grand. And he's asked the factory, so he's just gone to Japan just to see how the, 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 the factory and, and what they've done. They have removed every bit of the i30. <laughs> and, so he's got a frame. And they have turned that into a racing machine, right? And he's going to be racing radicals uh, next week. So he's invited me to come and, 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 and uh, spend a bit of time with him. Uh, mainly because um, he thinks I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. But tell me, why, why is wisdom important to your real estate business? Well, the same reason it's important to life. I think, um, I think the first thing we can do for people is try and steer everyone away from the idea of work-life balance and work being in one corner and life being in the other because they're not and they can't be and they never will be. As a, as a nation, whether it's just Australia or worldwide, we're working more hours now than we've ever worked before. We spend more time at work than we do in the house. Uh, uh, can, can I just stop you for a second there? Because I've been in some of these offices <laughs> where, yeah, the salesperson seems to be working, but right next to him, his phone is buzzing with Facebook messages. Well, it's important, mate. This is a new age where we market. It's a, that's a new door knock, apparently. Uh, I, I just don't know. So when you say you know we're spending more more work, uh, more time at work, I, I disagree. That's what I was trying to say. Go back to your <laughs> go back to your <laughs> point, mate. <laughs> oh, um, and and the other the other apart from there being no such thing as work life balance. Um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, wisdom, you know, we're, we're going to talk a lot about life. We'll talk a little bit about work, but they are one and the same. So, if you haven't got your shit together at work, there's no way you've got your shit together at home and vice versa. And that's why wisdom's important in a, in a work sense and in a sales sense and in a real estate sense. Um, we need the knowledge first. And, and one of the things, we're not here to advertise Wisebury, but one of the things we, we have in abundance at Wisebury is knowledge. Um, and that's got to be the starting point for everyone. And that's, that's where we start as a company before we employ everyone. Next is going to come the experience through doing what doing you've been trained to do. Yeah. And then hopefully at some point, and I'm still waiting, will come the judgment from all those experiences. But as I said, that's from the association. And that's from, yeah. You get the right association, they will give you the right judgment. You get the wrong association, you will have a stuff up uh, wisdom. And this is why I say, listen, I, ha I have, I see people every day. Man, every day, the number of people I meet, it's just crazy, right? So some I have to help, sometimes I just spend six hours on the phone. Lucky just, then. Yeah, well, <laughs> lucky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, ask. As Dean Lady, I think he's still, he's still Man, he had three he's properties under the, contract this week. Uh, I know. Cheers to Dean. Uh, no, I no, saw no. that stuff. Cheers to Dean. Cheers to Dean. Doing good. Yeah. But I, I think. But um, sometimes people want to keep the status quo, and so what happened? This is what some something that I see. What happened is that they steer their loved one away from a source of judgment from a 
an association that can give their loved ones maybe the opportunity to see things more clearly. Why? Because that keep them imprisoned. Mm. And, and you know, man, this is the thing that we don't want to do. I think that wisdom comes from everywhere. Do you know where I learned most of my wisdom? Your kids, your twins, I'm going to say. From all my kids. For many years, Charlotte and her writing has been my main uh, teaching ground. I talk to Learning Charlotte ground. almost daily, mate. I haven't learned a thing. Hello, Charlotte. Yeah, but that's to. how thick you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I used to go to uh, her dressage comp, comp. And sure, you know, part of the male testosterone chauvinistic pig that we are. Yeah, we don't never want to tell our kids that we're learning from them. Speaking for himself. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching how she controls herself. I, I could see her nerve, but she, she needs to kill it. And then she hops on that horse and then make things happen. And I'm telling myself, I, I'm, I would be petrified to even try that. Or the years when I've been seeing my son go out there and try his best at every sport and then try it again and try again. Or, and then the best one was when he was learning jiu-jitsu. I, I used to drive him to jiu-jitsu because for me there's nothing more important as a father than taking that time to be just around your child doing what's important to them. And one day he, he actually was um, wrestling his, uh, his teacher. And within 30 seconds, he, he actually neutralized him. He had to tap. And his teacher said, where did you learn this? And young, his young Alex said, saying to him, uh, I was going through YouTube and I learned it on YouTube. <laughs> and, and I learned lessons from that. That is, there is no age that if you're interested enough in anything, in wisdom, in, in your work, in, 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 in uh, how to becoming a better person, it's all out there. There's so much information. Mm. And yes, now, because obviously Charlotte has got her own life and Alexander, he's, he's going with his own life. And the twins, they're forced to be around me, the poor <laughs> kids. Now they're teaching me the stuff. Yeah. They don't understand. When I watch them play, I learn more about me and, and, and life than them. Mm. They won't realise that till they're older. No, and uh, that's mainly because we're going to keep them away from the podcast. <laughs> I think... One of the biggest mistakes I've made, and I think, well, a lot of people do it, is when, when I got into uh, real estate, I wanted to be the best salesperson on the planet. So yeah, we, I all, spent, we all do. Well, I spent so much time reading sales books and negotiation books and uh, practicing and rehearsing and doing all this stuff to be, be great at my job. Didn't do a thing to get better at being a husband or being a father or, or taking any of that stuff home because in my head, work and life were separate. I needed to buy a, I bought an $800 remote control car that I crashed into a pole 20 seconds after I bought it and it blew up into pieces because I needed a hobby because work and life were separate. You couldn't have them right. together. Right. And I think... How many lessons have, have, has your kids taught you that transfer into the workplace? Plenty. This is what well, I, I think say. The biggest thing in, in wisdom is realising that it's everywhere and it's applicable everywhere. Yeah. So the lesson is a lesson. Wisdom is a transport. 
It's applicable everywhere. Yes. Once you can take the lesson and apply it everywhere, it's now wisdom. And that's where it is. And that's where the judgment comes to see that. Mm. And I think the biggest thing people can take out of maybe today or, or whatever is, is don't strive, well, always strive to be the best at your job, but use the skills you learn to do that, to be yeah. the best you can at home. Yeah. Or, or strive to be the best you can at home. It's going to make you the best you can yeah. at your job. Listen, man, I, I'm sick and tired of listening to the, 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 the people who are who keep on talking about, you know, if, if your boss is not appreciating what you're doing, go somewhere else and find a better boss. That is shit. This is uh, last week, uh, uh, no, two weeks ago, I was in a conference and I said to people, if your boss is not appreciating what you do, do more. And if he still is not appreciating what you do, you do more. Mm. And you do more until you can't do more. And something's going to happen. Either he's going to wake up to himself and say to himself, hey, this person is vital to my business, mm. or an opportunity will open itself to you. Therefore, the, if you just resolve yourself to doing more, you win mm. both ways. Yeah. We talked yesterday about that, and we talked about people who think they're being held back and people who are actually being held back and in your analogy about the bubble talk to people about the bubble you tell them <laughs> you better tell the bubble story mate something to do with the bubble being underwater it's always going to make it to the top one way or the other how, how long do people think the idea is to make yeah. the bubble so big so the, the, the most people don't understand this but it takes so much more energy for a leader to keep you below the water, the surface. So if you were a bubble of energy and knowledge, well, your leader is going to have to apply his hand to push you down. Mm -hmm. And as long as his hand is there, he's going to keep you down. But if you invest in building yourself and making yourself bigger, then the, your bubble is going to start growing. Now, soon enough, your leader might have to use, your boss, if you will, might have to use both hands to keep you down, right? So he's going to keep you down for quite a while. But then, after a while, he can't anymore. At some stage, the bubble is going to get out of his control and go to the surface. Therefore, the only solution to our betterment it's just to invest in ourselves. So what's the message for the people who think they're being held back in air quotes? Maybe but they, are just full of shit. Maybe they're just small bubble. <laughs> Blow harder. <laughs> maybe maybe they maybe they've got a big voice for a very small bubble. <laughs> what you want to be doing is to stay humble. And and, and this is a thing that you and I we've spoken over we the time. We haven't spoken about yeah. the old blacks. We we've, we've spoken about the old blacks, right? It, and and to me the old blacks is a big thing. And and I think that it really came out of wisdom when in 1994, after they lost the World Cup, they sat down and they decided, hold on, we, we can't have people who are going to be on, uh, on binge night the night before the final. We, we're not, we're not going to make it. And so they decided to change the entire philosophy and it came down to one line. And the line was, better people will make better all blacks. Mm -hmm. And so they decided, I'm not going to be hiring better people. I'm sorry, better uh, player. A better player better player, I'm going to be hiring better people. Because mm. if I have that, then I will have the heart of our team. 
And, and I think that that is the key to what we try to impart upon people with the wisdom talk that we have on or mm. wine yeah, and wisdom. Sure. We're trying to let them know, listen, it's one thing to upskill yourself. But unless you really spend that time and devote the time into growing as a human being, let me tell you what you're going to get at the end of the day. When you're in your deathbed, all those shit that you've done, they'll amount to nothing. Mm. Because you will then suddenly realize everything else that you had to go by without, they're they not even worth the sacrifice that you made. And, you know, and, 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 or maybe they way more, way more, way more than the success that you got. How do you reckon we talk about deathbed and you're 87, so... So, so what do you reckon about this uh, obsessive? Yeah, I'm not there yet. Uh, this is obsessive. <laughs> yeah, that's obs and do you know why it's obsessive? Because Ian, the owner of the, the show, who started in the 70s, he, he went there with his wife and, and decided hey, after a few years of working for some other wineries, we're going to do it ourselves. And this is why I love Scarborough, is that they, they, they're not people who just inherited mm. this thing from way back. They're the people who decide we're going to go into that field just like you. And they decide, yep, okay, in Carrion, there's already a good business, a really good business, but I'm going to take it over. They decide to hunt about it, I'm going to take it over. And they did it. They've done better than Audrey. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so upset. It's two days in a row, people. We'll leave, uh, we'll leave notes on the wands in the show notes so you can have a go. That's okay, but, um, mate. You're going to be there in three days. You, 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 yeah. You've got the opportunity to make me look bad next week oh, or next time. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, it's coming. Just know <laughs> that it's coming. I've failed early in my career. <laughs> the deathbed talk. Yeah. We talk about the deathbed a lot. And because that is the only thing that is inevitable, you know that. Yeah, the death we're, we're all deathbed, yeah. that is the only thing the that only is sure inevitable. The only sure thing in life is that we're dying from the day we're born. No, yeah. they, no, no, they say there's only death two things. Taxes, yeah, yeah, right. So that is the only thing that is inevitable. I mean, if, if you talk to some of the, the people I know, <laughs> I don't hang around them that much, but tax is inevitable. <laughs> I was going to say, but I wasn't going to say. I know some people who the only thing in life is death. We'll leave the other stuff out of it. But look, I'm, I'm 37, which sounds to me... Is that a dig at me? Sounds very old. You're 107. Right. But at 30, at 25, at 20, you could have given me the deathbed deathbed speech as often as you wanted, mate. Yeah. Wouldn't even raise a, an eyebrow to it because I'm not going to die, bro. I'm going to live till I'm 90 and that's, Jesus Christ, that's 70 years away for 20-year-olds. For nah, that's so, not true. Now you're talking shit. And I, and, no, and, but and how, do we, how do we We're not going to have to talk shit. Two years ago... Yeah, me. That's you fine. thought... Well, what I was going to start with, at 37 I feel a lot closer to death than I did at 30. Yeah. Right? So... I can uh, visualise and I can see the deathbed speech where I go, fuck, I should have done more. My father yeah. nearly died and when we were lying in hospital with him where he had a, uh, a diabetic episode because he, he drank too much and didn't eat enough. Maybe that's a rock place right. to talk about this shit, man. Nah, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> 
rolled over and said, stop drinking. But he was drinking a month <laughs> later, right? So whatever, we're with you, big fella. Get in there. But how does a 21-year-old... I've got a 21-year-old in my office. The deathbed speech isn't going to mean shit to him. And Absolutely, absolutely. Do you know why? So how do we... How do we where's the, how do we par... Pass that wisdom on to him in, in no, terms of no wisdom in those. No, there's no wisdom in this shit. Listen, when you there's an age that you reach when you you, you can't fight biology. I, 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 you no, got to you be with me. Yeah, you yeah, 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 I'm with you. There's a time when testosterone and all of these chemicals inside the body takes over, man. It switch off the brain. The brain actually moves down to about in the men three foot three feet <laughs> high in the ground. Above ground, and be, these people, you can't tell them shit. They they know better, and that's the only time when you pray to God that your parenting's been good enough that's going to keep them alive. What about our leadership? Take kids out of the equation for a second. So don't hide them. <laughs> don't hide the twenty-year-old. <laughs> don't He's hide them. He's killing it, bro. No, send them, them send them back to their parents and let their parents do their job. Right? We, we, we're going to have to understand this. If you're going to play, if you're going to play with human beings who are chemically driven, that would be like you taking a line in and then you're going to try and teach that line, do not bite. Are you stupid? That's the same thing. Right. I, I think, and, 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 and my twins, they know this. You know, maybe there is a time when maybe at the age of 14, I'm going to put them in jail. <laughs> I know a few people. I'm gonna put them in jail, and then and then I'm gonna pay that school jail fee, right? Until they're 24, and then they gotta release beautiful young ladies back to me. How do jail fees compare to private school, mate? I'm just wondering. Uh, no, I think it's just it's an interesting conversation because I didn't get it until. Yesterday. Yesterday. No. Um, in real terms, I didn't start the personal development journey until I was uh, 32. I'm on now 37. So, yeah, 31, 32. But everything we say, I mean, we're just going to have to tell the young blokes to trust us. Just trust me, mate. You, you'll work it out one day because we use a lot of analogies and, and everyone does about what are you going to be thinking on your deathbed. 21-year-old kid doesn't care. But a 21-year-old kid could be a fucking millionaire by the time he's 25 in real estate, for example, if he plays his cards right and if he grasps any of these concepts. Yeah, and I'm sure that uh, a leader's told you that once when you were 21. <laughs> no. <laughs> we won't go to what I was doing when I was 21. <laughs> I definitely didn't have a leader telling me I could be retired by the time I'm 25. But We've got people in our network, man. We've got 27, 28-year-old who, who owns multiple offices and, and did $400,000 last month with his team. Yeah. And when I look at the people I hire, and I, it's one of my failings at the moment as a leader, is, is to say to these guys, four years of work, five years of work, you'll be in a place that no 25-year-olds are in. None of your mates are. All I need you to do is listen to me for 
and Sean and me in a time and we'll get it. And we spoke yesterday, we haven't brought it up today, but we spoke about giving people the book but then hoping they read the book. So what I have to get better at is helping them read the book that I've given them. Yeah, so, but there's enough, there's enough proof there. We know our mate, we know our mate Abdullah who, who put $400,000 last month. The prick's 10 years younger than me. And by the way, <laughs> makes he makes me uh, sick. And by the way, he spent two weeks he in He spent two in weeks Vegas. in Las Vegas. Yeah. But that's where the death bed. So what speech has he given his? Because he's got a crew of 21 year olds, right? So. 19. Uh, Abdullah, ring in and tell us what speech you're giving those kids to make them realise that on their No, no, no he, he doesn't give them a speech. He sent Carolina. Man, you, <laughs> you should see Carolina. She, she, she sits in that cage, that's glass cage. No one can get in, but she sees everything, man. But, you know, the, these are the things. It's not about age. That's all right. I ask a lot of our leaders, a lot of our bosses, how many of you really do have your people in your house? Mm -hmm. And I, I am willing to cut my hands here. Mm. No leaders, no, organ, no bosses in organizations, in real estate organizations, have got their people in their home more than Abdullah has. I invite mine, mate, but they don't come. So, but you don't, but you don't have a home. I mean, <laughs> as we're speaking right now, the deck is being built. <laughs> home is where the heart is, bro. <laughs> I've been to your, I've been to his home. You don't want to be at his home. I've been to his home. The, the, he feeds. Uh, he hasn't been rats, to my <laughs> rats <laughs> to snakes. <laughs> Bring it home just for you, big fella. Uh, Which listen, mate. You've invited to my place. Don't don't bring the snakes out because I'm I'm leaving. It's at the office. Yeah, good. I they, did they, so they you wouldn't come to the office. I I came to the <laughs> office. I stayed away, but I saw that what the snake did to the rat. <laughs> I fell for the rat. We done well, man. Good wine. I think it's good, a good chat. Wine. I think it's good wine. The, but there's something missing. Here's the thing that is missing for me. Four years ago, you started real estate. You didn't yes. have any money. A nope. year and a half later, you start your show. Now I don't have any money. <laughs> You're full of shit. Now, something happened in your wisdom, though, that I saw a shift 12 months ago. What is it? There is some a thirst, a hunger in you that just uh, got triggered some less than 12 months ago. Like you were a shithead. I have to, man, you're going to have to help me with this because from my perspective, yeah. and, and one thing we're going to pride ourselves on with this podcast, I hope, is unbridled honesty. We're going to be straight up. There isn't yeah, going to be any bullshit, yeah? yeah so yeah. I spent two years before I got into real estate reading a book a month. The first book I read was The Four Agreements, which I... Century. The second book I read was Thinking Grow Rich. The third book was Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. I could, I can, I could rattle off all the books, and I got myself into a place, not financially, but uh, uh, mindset-wise and 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 um, goal-wise, where I was unstoppable. Yeah, and then. Real estate happened, and then uh, 
the environment that I was in overcame my will that I was in at the time and I went to a person that I, mean, I know you weren't overly impressed with and my wife wasn't only impressed with, overly impressed with. And, so what was that? Uh, oh, angry, <laughs> aggressive, um, um, you know, uh, anxious. <laughs> All these things that... And, and the hard thing about it was is I never realised I was those people and then the two years I spent on... And people knock on network marketing all the time and I know you spent a brief period with Amway, right? And I did my thing selling the weight loss shakes. The one thing we talk about association... The thing doesn't I, work. Doesn't work. The thing I got around in those couple of years was people who, in air quotes, wanted to improve themselves and they put me under these books and they put me under these lessons and... When I started real estate, I was in a really good place, I thought, in my head. And to the point where I turned up half an hour late to your recruit training. Um, <laughs> I didn't care because my, my mindset was that good that, oh, who gives a shit? I'll go back to teaching people how to do push-ups. You know, I saw people in the recruit course terrified because of, obviously, their leaders had built them up. And I grabbed them one lunchtime, and I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but I grabbed them. Guys, what are you worrying about? What's the worst thing that can possibly happen to you? But I, I was in a good spot and it only took a few months, maybe half a year of the environment that we were in to undo all of that. Right. And what you've seen over the four years is me trying to get that back um, bit by bit, step by step. Now, honestly, in myself, I haven't noticed in will and intention a massive change in the last 12 months, maybe in the execution Okay, and, and maybe in the response I'm getting at home and from family and from staff, I'm no, but the want to be better than I am has always been there. So I don't know what, maybe the last 12 months is where, or inside the last 12 months is where it's all come together. The, the want has never left me. The effort put into it has maybe, you know, rollercoasted over time because sometimes it gets too hard and, and yeah, we spoke yesterday, we haven't spoke about today, about environment always overcoming will. Just say it then. If you're going to say some shit, say just some. expand oh. it, man. What's the environment? What, what is that shit about environment? I sent, you a, I sent you a quote. I sent you a text that said environment will always overcome will. And I heard, and, and for the people who are listening who know anything about sport, which... Uh, Paul Harrigan said to Matty Johns one day in a bar when they were talking about a player who had just left the Newcastle Knights. And, and Matt Johns said to Paul Harrigan, that guy will go all right down there, he'll go really well. And Paul Harrigan stopped him dead, And who was the captain of the Knights at the time. He said, no, nah, it'll be the end of him. Matt Johns is like, what are you talking about? He's just starting his career, it's going to be great. And Paul Harrigan said, environment always overcomes will. No matter how good he is now, no matter how focused he is now, they don't have a good culture where he was going, he will be destroyed inside of a year. Yeah. And that happened to the bloke. He never played in footy again. He played that season with the club and he never played again. And you said you disagreed. I disagreed at the time. That was your lack of wisdom then? It was a lack of wisdom and it was probably <laughs> blowing too much smoke up my own uh, <laughs> ass because when I couldn't overcome environment, I left. Which is right. what a lot of people do. Yeah, but I don't I, like where I am here. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else. I was sitting and on the, somewhere else is going to be better. I was sitting on the couch going, pat myself on the back, 
my will overcame the environment. It didn't. I left the environment and created <laughs> my own environment. Yeah. I keep on telling people, man, don't leave the spot where you are because you don't like the sunset. Because wherever you're going, that sunset's going to be the same. Yeah, but sometimes you've got the chance to create your own sunset. <sighs> oh, sunset's the same all over the world. But try it. You'll see. It, it, it goes down the same way everywhere you end on the planet. So the, and so the question is probably more for you because I didn't feel a, a click. What what has happened? What has changed in the last? Oh, definitely since January. So we'll go ten months. Is is without an official signing of an agreement or an official conversation, we've taken on a bit of a not well, not a bit of. You've taken me on as a. Protégé, and, and I've, you're, you're lucky enough. The bill's coming. You're lucky enough that I've taken you on as a mentor because <laughs> I had offers from everywhere. And I've got someone to call me on my bullshit 24-7. So was there a definitive moment? No, it's been a slow grind over time where I've got the person in my world at the moment who will tell me I'm full of shit when I'm full of shit. And no, and... and I'll give myself enough credit to say that when you tell me that, I'll take it on board. I'm not going to say I don't hang up the phone times sometimes and say, "I can't hear you." I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but it always gets taken on board, and and I think you'll cop to that. I'll, I'll always, at some point, put it into action. So, yeah. if there's been a bigger change, it's been a, a better association and more accountability through what I'm doing. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But yeah, but uh, I, I the think... The thirst has always been there. I, I, yeah, but there is a point. The, even the thirst being there, you know, people don't realise this. Uh, Gary V talks about it. He, he, he gets an, <laughs> a text from people saying, oh, Gary, I mean, what you're doing is amazing. I'm, I'm going to change. I'm now going to do all this stuff. And he says he actually follows up just to see whether we're, they're going to do anything. And then suddenly... <laughs> After a few weeks, he doesn't see them doing anymore. And, and that's mainly because a lot of people have got, they, they make a decision. But the decision is so weak that actually it doesn't follow on. Mm. Where you, one of the things I really like about you is you, you have the, like Stephen Covey talks about, you've got the end in mind. And the stumble along the way is not stopping you from the end in mind. It's... So you like the guy that's climbing up Mount Everest and what you're looking at is the peak. The stumble along the way at rendezvous one or two, it doesn't matter for you. And I think it makes a difference. Where a lot of people think that I want to make one step towards rendezvous one or point one or camp one they call it. And I want to see the benefit. If I don't see the benefit mm. of that one step or two step towards camp one, Fuck it, I'm going home. Yeah, that, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's the difference between the guys like you who go, no, 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 that's the top. Uh, after camp one, two, whatever it is, I'm going to have to walk up the scree. Some people, they tell themselves, no, 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 no. I want now. I want to make one step and get a benefit. I don't get a benefit. This doesn't work. But as you do know, you look at a lot of things that are worthwhile. People who go through cancer, people who go through chemotherapy, one shot of therapy is not gonna do it. Mm. You know, I mean, I, 
I wanted to be, sure, I, 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 I want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you know what? <laughs> You're a little prick. Uh, <laughs> okay, mm, right. May, maybe wrong example. Maybe wrong example. I, I, I want to have a better body. Do I go out there and do what it takes to be a better body, or do I do a little bit of push-up and weightlifting and and demand for a change that is immediate before mm. I make the next step? I think what people are missing is that, and this this is maybe where uh, the people who are in the top 5% or the top 10% set themselves apart. Life is hard. And anyone who says life is easy, I believe, is full, of, full shit. of shit. Full of shit. They Absolutely haven't left the room. Shit, right? They haven't left the room. Now, life is hard whether you're good at what you do or whether you're bad at what you do. Absolutely. Change is hard and staying the same is hard. The beauty about being a human being is we get to choose which hard. And too many people don't realise that staying how they are and and living the way they live is just as hard, if not harder, than trying to improve and trying to reach Everest. I know that being who I am and being the parent I am and being the husband I am and being the business owner I am and the sales agent I am is fucking hard work, man. If I can be better at it, it's still going to be hard. But at least I'll be better at it and the results will be there for my family and for my kids and for my bank account and everything else. Because but this is, this that's is, the thing that separates it. People yeah. don't realise yeah. it's going to be hard either way. Oh, I, won't, oh, I don't want to do that. That's too hard. Fucking staying there is too hard, man. Staying in a nine-to-five job and getting paid bugger all and working until you're 65... Is too hard. So but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. So, did, uh, so, so some people get it right. There has to be some idiots out there that are willing to pay us top money for us to do shit during the day. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't people, know. I'm just trying. Getting, I'm just trying. Mate, people think getting paid average way. People joke about council workers, right? And people, people, oh, they get paid good money to sit there and do nothing. Last time I checked, council workers got the average income that most people are getting. In this day and age, is that enough to live off, like, properly? That's hard, man. You know, is, is working from... You know, I used to pour beers, and I've employed people who pour beers. I used to manage a pub. I used to have to do 80 hours a week for 45 grand a year. That's fucking hard, man. And now I work, when I'm working, 12 hours a day, and, and when I was coming up, speak to 150 people a day, and that was hard work, man. The difference was if the right person picked up the phone, there was $20,000 at the end of the tunnel, mate. So, so, so what do you say now? What, what are you saying to people? Like, um... Choose your hard. Choose your hard. Because what are you saying? We, we have to love hard? Choose your... Hard is inevitable. Hard, maybe is, there's, maybe hard is not inevitable. Maybe there's three I things in life. Seen, I have maybe met people three, who just want easy all their life. Maybe there's three things in life that are inevitable. Death taxes and hard, mate. Because... You might it's not realise. Sexual, what you say, you know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, you hey. keep on using it, right? Yeah. Well, 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 yep. I'm not going to go there. 
That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, by now they know exactly the number of people. People don't realise what they're doing, hard, mate. I'm, I'm 130 kilos at the moment. I'm massively overweight, and for me to get back down to where when I started real estate, I'll show you a photo. I was 94 kilos, and I was fit. And to get back down to that is gonna be hard, bro. Yeah, that's right. But to stay a fat idiot who I spent half an hour or so trying to rip up a deck, I nearly had a heart attack. I'm 37 years old. That is also hard. But one's gonna kill me, and one's gonna make me a better person. Yeah, yeah. But hold on, hold on, hold on. We are sacrificing ourselves. Yeah. In through this, the wine, good. Wine, through the for you people. <laughs> We've had 97 <laughs> takes at this in 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard, Thomas. Uh, it's our choice. It's our choice. So I guess we're here for the people that know that there's two hards in life and, and are happy not to accept the first hard. Because we see it every day. I had a guy, you know, I had a guy the other day come in for an interview and I, I why do you want real estate? Because of the money. Fantastic. Finally, somebody said it. Finally, someone didn't say that. Oh, because I've always loved tin roofs. And I love people. Oh, I just want to help people. You know, I really think I can help people. And oh, I love houses. It's been my, yeah, oh, you know, I've, I, I own a house and, and I, I, I bought a house. So I think I can do that for more people and help. He just wanted the money. I went, beauty, you got a job. But you know what happened? I rang him and said, do you want to come in for an opportunity day? He said, oh, mate, thought about it. And... 600 bucks to get my certificate of registration. No, I can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, no, choose man. your hard, bro. But he was he was there. He had all the right answers. And then when it came time, you need this certificate. So let me get this straight. You want real estate because of the money. Mm. To make, in my first year, I Thomas, I took home $140,000. I bought a house and two cars. I know. You, I saw year. the picture of your car, your wife <laughs> in, in, in her new car. In my first, I never made more than $50,000. Wow. But to do that, I had to pay 600 bucks to do my certificate registration and whatever the recruit training course was at that time. I think it was about... Very cheap. Yeah, I think it was six or $700. Didn't have the we money. We should go to 6000 Didn't have the money. But yep. I did it. Should borrow from your right. mum and dad. And here's a kid who says, oh, I'm in it for the money. And I go, you're beauty. And then he says, oh, yeah, I'm not spending $600 to get the qualification. <sighs> what are you doing, man? Choose your heart, bro. Choose your heart. Yeah, but, but this is the thing. This is the thing. Because we, we're talking to our listeners here. And, and some of them may, may be saying, hold on, but that's me. I mean. Well, to that person, I, I, yeah, I'm starting to sound like a broken record. But choose your heart. I know that if, if worse came to worse and I was and I was there, so no one can no no one can ever accuse me of talking about something that I, I haven't experienced. Yeah. I didn't have six hundred bucks to give you. But I found it. You didn't give me. We're talking yeah. we're talking. I understand. This is Asian. To pay for Asian the English yeah. from a French dude. Yeah. <laughs> to pay for that wine, I must have given you six hundred dollars, right? I didn't have the money to give. Mm. My family didn't have the money to give. My kids did not have the money to give. But after 12 months when I'd bought a house and I'd bought the wife a car she could cart the kids around with and I'd bought myself something that wasn't you know, 15 years old and yep. we, were, we were finally on our way, all of yep. a sudden, what is 600 bucks? 
And that's, yeah. So what are you trying to say? That a lot of people wish a lot of things, but yes. they don't believe in themselves. Therefore, they can't even invest in themselves. I don't believe, but I think even the people who do believe still have that fantasised event appearing real. What I worked out really early on that if I was relying for a thousand dollars to save my life, I'm in a world of shit anyway, so I might as well spend the thousand dollars. A thousand bucks isn't gonna save you. I like you, that man. about I like that about you, you know? <laughs> Most of the time you're full of shit, but every now and then there's that sparkle and I go, Yes! <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with putting with all that shit just for that sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, seriously, how long is a thousand bucks going to sustain you? So if me and my family are down to our last thousand dollars and I could bet on a horse that's going to pay me a million dollars with that thousand in hope, I'll bet on that horse, man, not one that Charlotte's riding because I've seen how they go. But I bet on myself. The, I was the horse that I bet on yeah. and, and I just hoped like hell that real estate was the vehicle that was going to do it for me. And so far we win. Yeah. You know? And I, I so far we win. And we, we took a step back, there's no doubt. And then as a, I could have stayed a sales agent and made $500,000 last year. Instead, I opened a business and I lost $100,000. You didn't lose that's a that's a six, I lost $100,000, man. And that's a $600,000 turnaround. But you know what? I backed myself again. And, and I know that. Very, very soon, and, and it's already there, but very, very soon that $600,000 turnaround is going to you know, disappear into the ether because, again, if I was relying on $600,000 to save myself for the rest of my life, it's not going to do it. Yeah. People don't realise fifty grand a year is not going to do it. Mm. Listen, man, we told people about how do we define wisdom here now. We, we don't have to tell them how we define wine. It's going to change uh, from one week to the next. I define yours as rubbish. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. Mine just you kick your... Yeah, no. Mine just kick your ass. What are we going to rate them as? We've got to give it a rating at the end, but it's got to be something. So I don't know. Where yeah. I come from, the goon bag was popular, so we can rate it four out of five goon bags. But where you're from, it's probably silver spoons. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Silver spoon, man. You talking to a dude? You talking to a dude? Four hundred dollars will buy a lot of silver spoons. <laughs> oh God, no. I mean, if what one day I, I I wish I could tell you where I come from. Really, uh, fleeing Vietnam, you, you you'll be amazed. Anyway, the, the the good thing is this: we we now have shared with our audience about the our definition of wisdom. We've told them where it comes from and whether we could catch it. Mm. We've told them too about when it starts or when it doesn't start. And, and, and we tell them, we've told them, we share with them about how it can impact in every aspect of our life. Hence, it can really save a lot of our time. I, I think we've done well, man. And that's just about it what what did it take us hold on it's about two bottles we took us about two bottles to go through this i i imagine what we could do with 10. i think that it yeah i think we will do one of these days but uh maybe not the first one otherwise we'll have no one beside your wife my wife <laughs> <laughs> that'll give us lots of wisdom <laughs> oh, shit. so but what is easy out there you're not gonna have to listen to us all the time 
But one of these days, we, we're going to take it to maybe those 10 bottles. Give it a go. Because I think I still beat you. Oh. I reckon out of the 10 bottles, I still will beat you 5-0. Here it is, audience. Yeah, what are you going to... Listen to this. It's going to be 5-0. You'll be asleep after the oh, third ten, bottle. I'm sorry, 10-0, 10 bottles. You'll be ten asleep zero. after the third bottle, so I'll have seven bottles to myself. <laughs> Which you did when you came to my place last, <laughs> last week, you bastard. Any, anyway, so the, uh, listen, people, I uh, don't know whether you got anything out of our wisdom. Uh, uh, hopefully you got just one thing about wisdom. Go out there, take a lot of action. Because action combined with your knowledge. And if you hang around the right association, that will give you the right judgment. And that judgment will immediately cement all both your experience and knowledge into wisdom. So here's my friend Cameron Wilson. I am Thomas Le Huang and we're not gonna sign out because we're not keep on going after <laughs> we push the button. But we will see you next time. Rock and roll brother. See you soon. Thanks so see much for being here today like, man. Th thank you so much for today mate. Bye.